Hi, friends. Welcome to Created to Connect, a podcast that focuses on understanding our need and desire for relationships and how to overcome the obstacles that prevent us from truly connecting with God and each other. Join me on this journey as I discuss how family upbringing, cultural shifts, and the modern church have impacted how we relate. By applying God's Word to our lives, we can begin to understand why He designed us to be in relationship with Him and with others. I'm Sam Landa. Welcome to Created to Connect. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Created to Connect. This is Episode 2, and I'm really excited to have you guys here today. We have a lot that we're going to be discussing this season, but most importantly, it's essentially getting the idea in both our minds and our hearts that we were created to connect with God and connect with others. Again, that is the the push behind this podcast. So hopefully we're able to establish that as we continue to move in through each of these episodes. But thank you again for joining me today. As you guys know, this is the launch of this podcast. And I'm really excited that you get two episodes, right? This is the second episode. Uh, The first one was basically an introduction to the podcast and to uh, what I see as some of the core issues in, in not allowing us to connect and also just a little information about myself. But today we're going to be talking about an issue that has been pretty prominent among millennial Christians. And it's this idea of trying to find themselves but also struggling with being able to connect with people. So I'll discuss how finding yourself often leads to being disconnected and how loving God, loving others, helps you grow and connect better. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. So a couple of weeks ago, I did a poll. It was a Facebook poll. You know, It was only 17 votes, but I think that was a good number for getting some of the information that I I was needing. But essentially what I asked was, what do you think people struggle with the most? Okay, that was the question. Then I had two options. And one of them was, do people struggle most with finding themselves or connecting with others? Right. And it was basically split down the middle was nine to eight. So nine votes were for people struggling to find themselves and eight votes for people having trouble connecting with others. And I would say that that's pretty accurate. What's interesting about that, though, is how those two things kind of work against each other, right? Uh, If you're trying to find yourself in that process, it's possible that it limits your ability to connect with others. So I'll be explaining this a little bit more as we move forward, but those are the two key concepts that we'll be focusing on for the most part today. So I think it's important that we describe what does it mean or define what it means to to find yourself. Now, I was scouring the internet for various perspectives on what it means to find yourself, and these four suggestions or these four descriptions are the ones that kind of stood out the most, and I think I agreed with the most. So there's one about answering the inner conflict, right, the who question, the who am I. Then the second one was this idea of establishing an identity. So you finding yourself has to do with answering the why question or the who question, I'm sorry, who am I? And then it's also with part of answering that question establishes my identity. Then it's what makes me different and unique? And then how can I make a name for myself? Right? So everything, if you just kind of hear those descriptions, everything is centered on the person, right? Everything is centered on me, 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 
Now you're thinking to yourself, well, Sam, it, it, it's sane. Or the question is, how do I find myself? So it would make sense that if I answer these questions, then I'll be able to find myself. But obviously today's podcast or today's episode is about debunking that idea. It's about all those questions, though important and key, and many of us have encountered them at some point in our lives, that is not how we find ourselves. And and to go on a little bit more is that there's some recommendations given by people in order to be able to find yourself. So some of the things that they said were, you know, writing down all your core beliefs. That's good, right? Writing down your core beliefs. I think it's a good suggestion. Uh, asking yourself why you believe those things. That's also good, right? It helps you kind of uh, hone in on what you actually believe and if it's your beliefs or if it's someone else's beliefs, you know, trying to discern between those things, right? Asking yourself how you came to believe those things and then writing down as many possibilities as you can of where those beliefs came from. So again, those those aren't bad suggestions necessarily, but they don't really help you find or discover who you are because they miss uh, miss out on two key people or two key factors. And one of them is your relationship with God and another is your relationship with people, right? So my argument here is, in order to find yourself, you first have to see what your relationship with God is like and what your relationship with other people is like. There, there is no such thing as finding yourself by going into a deep state of thoughtfulness and reflection and isolation. And all of a sudden you're going to be hit with a spark of self-understanding. It just doesn't happen. Everything that you are is tied to your relationship with God and your relationship with people. You know, interesting, I was looking at some research and the research actually shows that self-centered, self-centeredness can actually lead to more feelings of loneliness. So let me read to you a little bit of just some research that I found. And I thought that this one was really, really interesting. Basically, what they analyzed was how um, loneliness and self-centeredness were part of a middle-aged and older adult sample and what what these led to. So the analysis showed that self-centeredness in the current year predicts loneliness in the subsequent year. That was very interesting because if you are taking time to figure yourself out in this year, right? And let's say this year you focus on that. This year you focus, I'm going to know who Sam is. I want to know who he is. I want to know what he believes. I want to know what he thinks. I want to know what he desires in his heart. I want to know these things. Right? So I start focusing all my attention on myself. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a teacher. I'm a worker. Whatever the case is, I'm all these things. But notice one thing about those descriptions is that they're all tied to a different relationship, to, to a relationship. And I didn't add also in there that I'm a Christian. So that would include my relationship to God. Right. So if I were to take that year of trying to figure myself out, try to find my identity, try to find who I am, I would need to consider those relationships. And I think what people do is that they isolate themselves and they just try to think of who they want to be and what they would like to know, what they would like to understand about themselves. 
uh, what they actually desire in their hearts. And as they think about all these things, what happens is that they don't see it in their relationships with God or in their relationship with other people because they're not considering them. They're just thinking about hopefully having an epiphany of self-discovery in this in this time of self-centeredness, right? So it, it would make sense. So the reason why I agree with this research, it would make sense that if you take time to focus on yourself for a year, and so it could be a couple months, but after that, that you would feel lonely. Because all of that self-understanding means nothing if you can't apply it to your relationship with God or your relationship with other people. And I think that's where most people land, is that they try to find themselves apart from God and apart from others. And that's just not in line with reality. You know, it kind of, it, it implies a couple of things. When, when you say that you're trying to find yourselves or find yourself, it means that you're lost, right? It, it implies that you're lost. No one likes to think about that. You don't like to think that you're lost, but in reality, that's what it is. And when we're lost, well, what, what do we do? We ask for help, for directions on where to go. So then a lot of who you become or who you're trying to find is contingent on who you're asking for advice, right? And I saw this a lot in, in with my middle and high school students where you know they're trying to figure out who they are. So at one point, they would listen to their best friend and their best friend would give them some insights into, hey, you're really good at this. So they would try to become that. Um, and the, parent, the parents are saying, no, you're good at this. So then the child then tries to become what the parent wants. And then you try to become with what another person wants you to be. So all of these things. So when you're lost, you're trying to ask people for directions and people are telling you to go in different directions. It confuses you even more. It gets you even more lost sometimes. And sometimes we don't even ask for help. We just continue to get lost in trying to find ourselves. So this idea of trying to find ourselves eventually ends up with a feeling of loneliness if you don't connect your relationship with God and relationship with others into that equation. Right? The bottom line is that apart from Christ, we cannot find ourselves. We need to seek Him, and so doing, He'll meet us where we are, and we desire to obey Him, and He'll push us to connect with others, Right? to connect with Him and then connect with others. And God tells us why He created us. Right? He, he says that we are beings made in his image and that we were created for him. So he made us for himself. And when the fall happened, right, sin entered the world and that impacted our relationship with God. So the Bible also says that we are born sinners. And because we're born sinners, we sin against God. As we continue to sin against God and continue to do the opposite of what he tells us to do in his word, we become enemies of God, or we're in a state of being enemies of God. And because we don't realize our need for him, we become stronger in those feelings of, well, I don't need God, when in fact we do. It's very similar, you know, I don't like going to a doctor, but it's it's necessary. I need to go to a doctor. I need to see how my health is. I need to find out. And I may be scared of finding out something that I don't want to know. So when we come to God, when we come to the scriptures, it's going to tell us those things that we don't want to hear. But one of the fundamental understandings that we need to have is that we need God. Right? So not only do we need God, but we are loved by God. 
so much so that he gave his son to die for us on the cross so that we can establish our relationship with him, so we can become his children, right? He says that those who receive him become his children. So we repent of our sins. He makes us his children through adoption. And now he tells us some commandments. We're to love him and to love others. Again, this podcast created to connect takes on this verse and really flushes it out into what it looks like in our lives. Right? We are to love God and love others. Okay, we are created to connect with God, created to connect with other people. Okay. Again, I want to go back a little bit and say that we cannot find ourselves by a long timeline of isolation, self-reflection, and deep thought. We just can't. We only find ourselves in relationship to God and others. We can only know who we are by connecting with God and other people because everything that we do surrounds our relationships to God and others. I mean, it's just the reality. So whenever someone is saying, I'm trying to find myself, two questions that I ask is, who does God say that you are? And I just went over a list of who God says that we are and why he created us and so on. And then I'd say, you know, what's your relationship to the people who are closest to you? Or what's your role in the lives of other people? Right? Because these two things will then give you a better understanding of who you are. Because if you're by yourself, if you become isolated, so I'm always concerned about Christians who isolate themselves from other Christians, whether it be church, home group, uh, even friendships, because it shows that they are not willing to go the extra mile in connecting with with people. Again, by the way, these are commands that God gives us. This is to love God and to love others. Mark 12, 30 through to 31. So these are commands by God. So whenever you're seeing yourself in a state of not wanting to connect with others and it becomes persistent, right? Because obviously I'm not referring to times when uh, you've been, you know, in, in serving the church and you've been loving on your family and you've been um, helping others, whatever the case is, right? And then you want some time to yourself just to kind of rest and relax because that's good, you know, to rest and relax. But what I'm referring to is having this mentality that you don't need to be in a community. You do. You do. We all do. Uh, Christian community, you know, this is something that's emphasized throughout the New Testament consistently. To love each other, to serve each other, all, all the one another's, right, that we see in the New Testament. So community is important. We need it. And whenever you do take time to yourself, it's important to use that time also to connect with God. It, very interestingly, Jesus... Whenever he wasn't with his disciples or he wasn't ministering to people, he would be praying to his father. So sometimes when you say, I just need to take a break from people. And let's say you take that break from people and then it's just you, you know, watching shows or reading a book or um, doing something that you enjoy. Whatever the case is, if you don't use that time to connect with God, you're missing one key component to understanding who you are. 
So you do need, if you are taking a break, air quotes, a break from people, then hopefully you're using that other time to connect with God. God refreshes us. He renews us. He gives us the strength that we need in order to pour into people, right? He doesn't ask us to do things that we can do on our own. He asks us to do things that are difficult for us because they fight against, it's our sinful nature fighting against the will of God and fighting against the spirit, right? The Bible talks about this, the the battle between the flesh and the spirit. So that's why it becomes difficult and we need his, his strength and we need his power to do what he calls us to do. Right, So you can't find yourself apart from God or apart from others. Jesus' commands are never easy. They are always commands where we need His Holy Spirit to truly dwell in us to do what He commands us to do. I mean, think about it. Forgiving others? right? Why do I have to forgive so-and-so? Loving your spouse, even when they're, when they're difficult or when you're having a hard time? Loving your enemies, thinking more highly of others, being humble. None of these responses come naturally to us. So we need his power to move us to do these things. So this answers that first question, which was, how do we find ourselves? Or what does it mean to find ourselves? Right. But secondly, the, the second question was, why is it difficult to connect with others? And this refers back, this can be in reference back to the first one where the reason why it's hard to connect with others is because we're too busy trying to find who we are and we're missing the mark. So whenever someone says that they're drawing closer to God, but they're pulling farther away from people, I don't see that being a a biblical connection because God tells us to connect with people. So whenever someone says, I'm good with God, but I have all these issues with all these other people and they don't have a core group of friends or core group of believers that they, that they uh, can have community with, then there's there's something wrong there. Right. So when people are trying to find themselves, it's hard to connect with others when you're just trying to find yourself and figuring out who you are. Right. And by the way, you don't need to know who you are to serve others. What makes it difficult to connect with others as well is that since we're busy trying to find who we are and what makes us happy, it doesn't allow us to focus on people because sometimes people won't make you happy. We're not doing this to make ourselves happy. We're doing this because God calls us to serve others and calls us to love others. Another reason why it's difficult to connect with others is because we're still holding on to hurts from our past. So it creates this sense of fear in relating. Right? If you've been hurt, and all of us have, I, I can tell you that there is no person that I haven't met, or that I have met, I'm sorry, that has not shared a hurt from a past friendship relationship that they've had. Every single one of us has been hurt by past relationships. And what happens is that when someone has been hurt so much, you're fearful now. We become fearful of relating to other people. You know, if you had a, you know, a lot of bad romantic relationships where you were, you know, being used or um, you felt you were ta- being taken advantage of or weren't appreciated, whatever the case is, and then you go on to another relationship and the same thing happens, and you go to another one, the same thing happens. After a while, you just start thinking that everyone is like that. So it sets up this sense of fear in, in, in relating to people, right, in creating new friendships. Everyone always burns me. You know, and one of the things that I've found, if you have, if everyone always burns you, maybe it's not everyone else, just maybe. 
and I don't say that to be mean or rude. I say it to help you reflect and say, am I doing something wrong? And what could be the missing part is, do I understand or do I know who I am in Christ? And if you have a good understanding of, of that relationship that you have with him, then that can then lead you to connect with others in a better way. Because again, many of us operate in relationships based off of past relationships. Whatever happens in past relationships, we tend to associate that with the current relationships that we have. So, essentially, our past hurts dictate how we respond to our future relationships. So we need to change that. Okay. And then lastly, it's hard to connect because we don't know how to genuinely connect with God and others. It could just be as simple or as complicated as growing up with parents, family members, from church or culture shifts or norms or anything that we saw growing up that we just never had an example of what it was to connect with God. Or maybe we had inconsistent examples of what it was to connect with God. Maybe we didn't have someone model that for you. Maybe your parents were inconsistent with honoring God in their lives. But they were, they were someone different in church and someone different at home. Um, so that can damage that. Culture norms, they, they, they change. And the church begins to accept things that maybe they shouldn't be accepting. And that changes your perception of God and perception of church and perception of community. Right, So sometimes we don't genuinely know how to connect with God because of all these different examples that we have. And we're like, well, what's the right way? So the only way to actually know is to go to God's word and find out what he says. The culture right now is is really very much so into this idea of do you, be yourself, you deserve better. We And we assume that these messages are correct. But the only way to learn how to genuinely connect with God and others is is by trying to make it more about them and less about you. And I know that many of you, or maybe some of you, may not agree with that. But I have found, and this is obviously a biblical truth as well, is that everything is focused on God and other people. Whenever the focus is drawn to you, it usually doesn't go well. It doesn't help in those other relationships. The the idea or the message is that when you make it more about yourself than about God and others, you don't usually find who you are. So now I gave all this information. So now you're asking, well, Sam, what can I do then to connect with others? Jesus gave us two specific commands, and I've referenced them already. But let me read for you guys here from Mark 12, 28 to 31. It says, And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Right. So this is this is sometimes us. We, we come to Jesus, we come to God, and we ask him, well, which one of these is more important? Like, which one should I do first? And we know the commandments, right? There's, there's ten commandments. We know the first four commandments have to do with our relationship with God. The remaining six have to do with our relationship with other people. So that's... Ten Commandments in total, and it would be like us coming to God and asking him, Lord, which one of these is the most important? Like, which one should I do first? And Jesus, verse 29, answers and says, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And here's the commands. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. 
So that's the first one. And then the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So he basically summarizes. Okay, he summarizes the Ten Commandments with two specific commands. He says, you know what? The most important relationships are your relationship with me and your relationship with other people. And here's how you can work on those relationships. Here are my commandments to you. So to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Essentially, we should be focused on honoring God with our lives. So that first commandment, honoring God with our lives. Everything that we do should be solely focused on how it can bring honor to God. So the next time that you encounter a situation, ask yourself, how does this action, relationship, opportunity bring glory to God? How does this draw me closer to God? Right. So there's one where the focus is on bringing glory to God. And then the second one is how does this draw me closer to God? Right. How do, how do I connect with God? So doing what he wants, bringing glory to him, connects us and draws us closer to him as well. It's not obedience because I want a relationship. It's obedience because I have a relationship with God and I want to maintain that relationship with God. This is how God designed us. If we want to have an example, it would be like me knowing, you know, we all know that our car needs gas. But because I think that maybe, well, maybe I can just put something in the tank and maybe it'll get me to my destination. So I decide to mix things up a bit and I put water in the tank instead of gas. How long do you think it will take before my car breaks down? Probably not too long. And the reason for it breaking down is because it was not created to take in water as a form of energy. It's gas. Similar to our relationship with God, you know, when we put other people, activities, desires, and behaviors into that relationship tank, it's only a matter of time before it breaks down. We need to dedicate all our being into honoring God and drawing closer to him. That is how we love God. Right? And then the second command, love others as yourself. Right? A lot of confusion. Christians are confused by this because they think it means that we must love ourselves before we can love anyone else. And basically everything that I've been saying up to this point, that's not the message, right? The message is that you focus on other people. So there's an understanding in this verse when he says, love others as yourself, that we are already concerned about our own interests. So now it's about the same way that we care about our interests. We should take care and have the same concern for the interests of others, right? Philippians 2 Four to seven. Let each of you look not not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. I mean, if there's anyone who lay, laid the example for us to be servants or to think of others first, it was Jesus, right? And this is what we're seeing here. In this passage where he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, the most powerful person being in the universe, our creator became or took the form of a servant being in the born in the likeness of men. So we need to love others and put their interests above our own. God commands us to love others. Others And we must depend on his strength and power alone to do what he calls us to do, to love them, to forgive them, to apologize, to be humble, to serve them, to be pure in mind and heart. All of these things require the power of God. 
So that is what we can do to learn to connect with others. You know, if you have any questions about this this content, guys, please email me. Uh, feel free to leave a comment there. But, you know, these are the things that we'll be talking about this this season. How to connect with God, how to connect with others, what are the barriers there. And hopefully I can shed some light and biblical truth on on how we relate to God and relate to others. So, guys, thanks for joining me today. Um, remember to subscribe, share, leave a review. Okay, again, Spotify looks at the reviews, and the more reviews this podcast gets, the the more exposure that I'll receive as well. Um, I'll also let you guys know where else you can find this podcast, and uh, feel free to, to leave comments there as well. You'll find today's show notes on my website. I'll provide links for that. And again, thanks for listening. I know there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there and you've chosen to listen to this one. And I just want you to know that I greatly appreciate your support. Um, Thank you guys. I will see you guys next week and take care. Bye.